from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. ACC basketball season kicks off with ACC kickoff tomorrow in Charlotte. We'll we'll be there. That we will be. Did that did that sneak up on anybody? It kind of did actually. <laughs> because you go straight from like, oh, it's football season. All right, we're in the groove. Oh, there's hockey. Canes are playing. All right, we're in the groove. Boom! ACC basketball. By the way, the NBA starts tonight too. Yeah. That's just that's just just keeping you updated on how calendars work. Once just, you once you hit mid October, it's about that time. Just here it is. Here it is. Here it all is. Uh, the AP preseason men's basketball. Actually, by the way, I should like emphasize that a little bit more. We will be at ACC kickoff tomorrow. Show live from kick or uh, the opening tip, whatever they're going to call. Tip off. There you go. I'm still in foot. See, it's football, exactly. basketball. It all bleeds together. ACC puck drop. Uh, <laughs> uh, ACC opening tip tomorrow from Charlotte. We'll be talking with. Uh, all of the coaches from the Triangle, players from most of the Carolina teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be talking with Jeff Capel, who obviously has connections. Uh, it's going to be a really, really fun day. So uh, we'll be bringing you all that from Charlotte tomorrow. And there will be, perhaps, kicking around uh, a couple of preseason AP All-Americans at uh, ACC opening tip. A- the, uh, the preseason All-American team was released yesterday. You know what it showed me? Showed me expectations are going to be high for Duke and Carolina because they each had a player on the All-American list, and that happens in basketball. When you have the stud, expectations are sure to follow. But also it tells me big men still dominate college basketball. The All-American team goes Kyle Filipowski, Duke, uh, Armando Baycott, Carolina, Zach Eady from Purdue, Hunter Dickinson from Kansas, who you probably remember from Michigan, transferred to Kansas this offseason, and Tyler Kolek uh, from Marquette. Now we're going to eliminate the the 6'3 shooter from Marquette from this conversation because the other four, four of the five All-Americans, go 7'6", 6'11", 7'4", 7'2". Four guys that are bigs. Now, Filipowski is is looking to expand his role, his ability to uh, kind of extend out to the perimeter, maybe get a little ball handling. But he is not what we've seen from some other guys, like the guard and the big big man's body. He's not a seven-footer that's trying to be Kevin Durant. Like, he is a big man. Four of the five preseason All-Americans are big men, like legitimate big men. Also, they're all back for at least their sophomore year. Kyle Filipowski is the youngest, or sorry, yes, the youngest of the bunch, and he is a sophomore. So let me let me see how this this theory kind of weighs on some of you, right? Because uh, so much of basketball over the last 10, 15 years has turned into who can get the best one and dones. Right, ever since that Kentucky team with Anthony Davis did it, and then the uh, won the national championship, and then the Duke team with Jaleel Okafor and Tyus Jones and that crew won, it seems to be everybody's just chasing the best one and dones. But if you look at the All Americans, right there, preseason All Americans, they're big guys, the four of the five. They're big guys who are back for at least their second year. They are not one and done. Some of them are back for their third and fourth year. If Fifth you, year for Baycott. <laughs> Baycott's been there no less than 17 years. Uh, he, he's been there at least since I was in high school, and I refuse to believe anything else. He was a teammate of Tyler Hansborough. Uh, 
Uh, that's the only. It just feels like he's been there forever. Um, but hey, he's he's like I, that's part of what I'm getting at here. If you want an All American, if you want the best player, think of the Drew Timmies. Drew Timmy was there for 35 years at Gonzaga uh, and still left with a year of eligibility remaining. He could have came back. Uh, if you want to have an All American, you kind of need to get the player that the NBA has moved on from that can still dominate in college. The legitimate center. Right? How many legitimate centers, like like even uh, somebody like DeAndre Ayton is kind of aging out or, or being passed around in the, in the NBA, and he's a much more move guy than you'd think. If you want an All-American, get yourself a big man with a little less NBA appeal who it's more realistic they may pass on the draft. And I know Filipowski could have been a surefire lock no, uh, first first-round pick, but you know, there's a difference between passing on like, hey, I think I could work my way into the lottery and, hey, I'm going to be a top five pick. If you're a returning All-American or you're going to be an All-American and you're a wing, there's a good chance you're going to be a top five, top ten pick. If you're a returning All-American as a big, you're like, yeah, not a solid first rounder. Maybe I'll go back, especially when you look at name, image, and likeness. And that's where uh, what Dennis brought up matters. Armando Baycott, that guy's cashing checks. And I'm not talking about like, oh, he has enough to take, you know, uh, a date out for a nice dinner. I'm talking about he's cashing checks like like certain overseas professionals on, on big overseas teams are looking at him going, wow, you're making a lot of money. You know, it might not be the tens of millions of dollars some NBA players are, are, are cashing, but if, if you are someone like Baycott that, that maybe is – uh, a fringe NBA guy or or not a starter, and you want to enjoy being a starter, being the BMOC, the big man on campus, cashing hundreds of thousands of dollars in name, image, and likeness money every single year, and, oh, by the way, you get to be an All-American returning to a legacy program? That sounds better. Thus, like, uh, you know, if you hit on Jason Tatum, Right, I'm just looking or, or uh, like name your one and done player over the last however many years. It's right there in the name, right? You get them for one year. If you hit on Armando Baycott, if you hit on Zach Eady for Purdue, the returning national player of the year, if you if you hit on Hunter Dickinson and you don't get so name, image, and likeness outbid that he has to leave, if you hit on Filipowski, you're getting a bigger return on your investment. Now, I think North Carolina, obviously coming off of last season, has some some things they need to answer, right? They missed the tournament last year. Hubert Davis has some things to answer. They're going to be replacing uh, Love, who transferred out. They, they have some new guys to work in. So, so you know, they're going to be leaning on Baycott to help disprove those things. If, if you're looking at Duke, part of the reason why Duke is the number two team in the country this year is because they're returning players like Filipowski and all American like Jeremy Roach, who's chosen to forego the draft a couple times like Tyrese Proctor, who we're going to talk to tomorrow at ACC opening tip here on this show, but also because they brought in a recruiting class, you double up, right? If you have guys staying and you have a recruiting class near the top, you're doubling up the, the Venn diagram, the overlap, if you ever want to have a real what-if conversation, this is an exercise I do no less than 10 times a year, right? Because as I've explained many, many times, uh, I, when I watch games, I oftentimes have my uh, computer on my lap, my laptop, and I'm just you know, playing fun little dumb nerd sports research games with myself. Uh, 
Go back and pick like any four years for one of the Blue Bloods, Carolina. Go back and pick a, a Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Pick a four-year period from like 2015 to 2019 and go look at what, what those teams would have looked like if everybody stayed, right? So the, the one-and-done class from 2015 was the seniors in 2019 and the one-and-done class in 2016 would have been the juniors. And Go do that over a four- or five-year period. If you want to get real crazy, say one of them uh, redshirted. The overlap is unbelievable, right? You get to a, a point where for Duke, it's like Zion, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, like, oh, Kyrie got hurt, so he would have redshirted and been a senior. Like you get yeah. through, you, through all of that, and the teams were unreal. And then you realize, oh, wait a second. If I draft a big guy that comes back from the NBA a bunch, that exercise becomes kind of actuality, mm-hmm. right? Duke essentially did that this year. Derek Lively moved on, but uh, you know a couple others. But they returned Filipowski. They returned Proctor. They returned Roach. They returned these guys. So they at least get that for two years. They returned four of their five starters, 80% of their scoring, an All-American, and they brought in the number two recruiting class in the country. It's almost like the new like top recruit uh, trait is how little does the NBA want you, but you can still be great in college basketball. Because that's the way you you get uh, you know three or four years of their contributions rather than one year of their contribution, which is a really weird way to think about it. But basically, anyone over seven feet that isn't a knockdown guard, three point shooter, ball handler, the NBA is not going to love you as much anymore. But college basketball, you can still be one of the best players in the country. I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing teams in college basketball like you mentioned. Like these, the wing guys, mm-hmm. because the NBA is so wing driven that because they go to the league so quickly. If we're going to start to see teams just load up on on the bigs, in exactly. Terms of, like the transfer portal, there might be a guy that played two years somewhere else. If he's not going to the NBA after his sophomore year, he's probably going to play two more mm-hmm. years. Go to the transfer portal and get a guy that's a junior or senior, and and somebody that'll be there for two years. Exactly. Right? You can and you can build around, and then right. It's kind of like you want your your bigs to be there for four years. And if your point guards and, you, and your wings are there for a year or two, it's like at least you have the one veteran presence down there on the post. Yeah. Watch. That's should we should we jump this far? I'll give you my bracket strategy. Yeah. Those are the teams I'm looking for in my on my bracket. Well, I'm looking I, for the old bigs and the young guards. Well, you look at uh, we're going to talk to DJ Burns from NC State yes, tomorrow. Yeah. Another NC great State example. Exactly, perfect example of that guy who could come in NC State for two years, older player. I mean, that's that's a guy that teams are going to cover mm-hmm. in the transfer portal. And, yeah, and, and if there's a Filipowski out there, we're going to cover covet them straight out of high school oh, gosh, and recognize yeah. there's a pretty good chance that – not pretty good, but there's a chance much more so than, you know, a wing or a guard that, that he comes back for a second year. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working – the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We, I don't have we even. I don't even know if I've said LeBron on the show yet. Oh, uh, we did earlier during the NBA, uh, during the starting five. Oh, you're right because he was on, he was on the promo. But my point was, yeah. in that the, the point I made earlier was that they should have had Nikola Jokic on the promo. Yes. So I don't know if that counts as like that was actively anti-hyping LeBron. Exactly. I do want to point out LeBron's longevity is bananas. I mean, there's that. It is unreal. One of one of the the best ways to to understand how long LeBron has been an elite player in the NBA is to just go look at a picture of him when he was first in the NBA and the styles and fashions. Like he's sitting pregame in the locker room <laughs> with a with a Walkman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's got a discman. Though. He's got a, a like he's at a, a flip phone. Right. He's wearing super baggy backwards throwback jerseys. Oh man, that was a time. Two two headbands, not just one, a headband and then a headband on top of the headband, because that's how they did it on the end and one mixtape tour. <laughs> like like, he's been doing this thing for a while. But then at the same time, you have players that are legitimate all-stars like Anthony Edwards that were born essentially when LeBron got started. Mm-hmm. And and that's – I mean, I think that's cool, right? The passing passage of time is is something that I just think is a, is a pretty sweet place uh, to, to kind of look at sports. And then every once in a while you have – right, you have that one player that, you know, fights off ti- uh, father time longer than most, right? The Tom Brady's, the LeBron's, Chris Paul. How about that for a Carolina edition? Uh, the one thing I will say about Chris Paul, and this is a this is one hundred percent a compliment and not a knock. He did always kind of have an old man game, right? That's true. He he always you know was was getting defenders on his backside and then just kind of walling them off and and moving slow. Like he the part of the the, the reason why people get so obsessed and, and and I am as well with the longevity of LeBron is cuz like he can still dunk on people. You look at Chris Paul, it's like, "Nah, he's not really dunking on anyone anymore." But I he never really did. Yeah, he never that's the thing. <laughs> it was never really his game. It just aged his game was always going to age well. You look at someone like Luka Doncic the same way. I think Luka is going to have a really long and established career because he he's essentially you know a like a six seven six eight what what is he is he Slovenian what is what is he yeah I think so he's a six seven six eight we'll call him European European Chris Paul style player who just controls the game and plays at his own pace so you know uh, I think because Chris Paul went to college for a couple years people forget that he's essentially the same age as LeBron. Right, so so, just because he wasn't at like we didn't know him at age fifteen, he wasn't on uh, Sports Illustrated's cover with uh, the chosen one when he was sixteen. They're they're still essentially the same age. So he, his longevity is every bit as impressive, maybe more so when you consider he's like six two, six three. Yeah, maybe six, closer. Six, six seven Slovenian is Slovenian. All right, I was right. Yeah. So you're you're spot on there. But yeah, Chris Paul, hey, six three, quote unquote, undersized in the NBA, which is just wild to think about. Six foot three. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely has that ball control style old school point guard that mm-hmm. distributes and going to try and run everything through him. And guess who he gets to distribute it to now? They're playing tonight. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just can't imagine. Like, those guys get wide open shots anyway. I can't imagine how many wide open threes the two best shooters we've seen are going to have because Chris Paul gets to set them up. I'm curious how that's all actually going to mesh. Because Chris Paul has been such a ball-dominant player, mm-hmm. but Steph Curry is a point guard. Granted, he shoots, but he's a person that handles the ball himself. 
I, mm-hmm. Is he just all of a sudden just going to be an off-ball guard? I, I, th- I think what we're going to see, and, and there are some great clips that, that get circulated on social media every year. Uh, one of the most underrated things about S- Steph Curry is his off-ball, pure st- like stamina. The guy r- will run you off screens all day. And if Chris Paul is running like a two-man game with, with – someone on the right side, and, and Steph is the off-ball guy just getting screen, 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 screen. It's going to be really tough. Meanwhile, you have Clay Thompson in the corner, like, you know, near side, just spotting up, waiting for his guy to help. It is, it's going to be, if Chris Paul, the if he fights off father time another year, and he gets to continue being, you know, he stays healthy and those sorts of things. I think Clay Thompson and Steph Curry could easily shoot their career highs in like shooting percentage because they're still going to get the shots they create for themselves, mm-hmm. but they're just going to get like three extra wide open threes a game because Chris Paul sets them up, which is just unreal. Um, but they're playing tonight. Uh, the Lakers are playing the Nuggets, which is obviously the LeBron hype against uh, the Nuggets and Jokic and, and rings. Uh, the Suns are playing the Warriors. That is you know, obviously the the KD, you got Beal there now, Devin Booker. It's kind of like the the Warriors are what the the Suns want to be, um, and and Durant has been on both sides of that. The NBA is just good at the the storylines. It's it's to me, if you are a sports fan, but you also like enjoy a guilty pleasure of reality television, uh, the NBA is kind of the nice middle ground. <laughs> There's there's the drama, there's the the backstabbing, there's the switching teams and all that kind of stuff. So if you enjoy like you know Real Housewives of something, uh, but then you also enjoy athletic feats, the NBA is, is your go-to. I think that's something that can be a turnoff for a lot of people is it, the, the yes. Real Housewives thing because if you actually look at the NBA now, like yep. current day, like what's an actual like team rivalry out there? It's not. It's it's that's the that's the KD thing. KD versus Steph, like that. It, it, that yeah, exactly. That's, it's all based on individuals, which I think is hard for casual fans because I can watch an NFL game. And go, yep. Oh, it's Packers Bears. I got no dog in the fight, but it's Packers Bears. That's why I, th- I think it's it's you know different strokes for different folks. If yeah. if you want that, let, let me introduce you to college sports. Right? Exactly. If if you want the like, yeah, hey, we care about the, our our colors and singing the alma mater mm-hmm. and and right, we fight 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 for the blue and gold and and stuff like that. Then yeah, you go college sports or you go NFL. There's some of that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But if you again, if you have a guilty pleasure of like occasionally, I like a good uh, real world road rules challenge. Yeah, if, if if occasionally you enjoy that, the NBA, give it a try. It's such a different style of basketball than college. Because like we talked about earlier yeah. with like big men in college basketball. Now still point guards are still viable mm-hmm. uh, in and obviously in college basketball, but bigs are such a dominant thing in college basketball which you don't see really in the nba it's so wing and perimeter driven it does feel like eventually the nba is going to be everyone is six eight and and lanky and can guard the post and handle the basketball i mean Lamelo ball charlotte hornets yeah. is six foot seven yep. point guard exactly and he skipped over college completely this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.